Welcome to EduServe's Public Sector Digital Podcast. In these Coffee Break Conversations, Natasha and Andy draw from their experience of working with public sector organizations to keep you up to date with the latest technology trends, discussing how these apply to meeting business objectives in the sector. Hello and welcome. This is EduServe's Public Sector Digital Podcast. I'm Natasha Vainendahl and I run the Executive Briefing Programme here at EduServe and I'm here as always with Andy Powell. Hello. Our CTO. Um, so Andy, today we're going to talk about AI. We are. Artificial intelligence. So it's hitting the mainstream. There's been a policy paper um, earlier this year uh, from government, AI sector deal. Um, and it put context, AI in the context of um, moments when the progress of technology has taken a great step forward. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> well, maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. I think AI is one of those things, it's probably been around in various guises, hasn't it, for the, at least the last 10 years, probably the last 20 years in reality. And it will probably be around for the next 20 years as well in one form or another. So, and, and one of the problems with uh, AI, a bit like when we were talking about smart cities, really, it's, it's uh, but worse in a way. I mean, it's, um, it's, uh, it covers a massive area. And partly because of that spread of time over which people have been interested in it, it, it covers a massive area. So I do think there are some things that are different now, and particularly there are things that are being enabled by public cloud, you know, by the kinds of services that uh, Microsoft, AWS, Google and so on are making available to people. So I do think in that sense there is a, a change, but it might be worthwhile just unpicking a little bit about what do people typically mean when they talk about AI? Yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, one of the, uh, so we just had a creation of an office for artificial intelligence. And um, and one of the people there said he always believed that AI could be one of the most important and widely beneficial breakthroughs of the 21st century. So actually understanding yeah. what that is would probably be a good good step. Yeah. Well, I think, so let's, let's, I, I Let's run through some of the things that are typically associated with AI. I think that might be quite helpful. And then we can think about which of those things might be, you know, of immediate or more likely to be of immediate interest to people actually thinking about building services or modifying services or building better services or whatever. So AI is is nearly always... I mean, it's about, it's about machine intelligence, isn't it, really? It's about people using uh, computers, I suppose, computer processing to to simulate intelligence and make intelligent decisions. That's fundamentally what it's about. So it's often wrapped up with things like machine learning. So that is uh, building on, on available historical data to inform future decision making. Um, often AI is associated with natural language processing, so understanding human speech and being able to generate human speech, so interacting with computers in totally new ways or relatively new ways. And associated with that, you've got voice recognition, so um, not just understanding the words and so on, but just being able to recognise that a voice belongs to a particular individual and therefore you can associate, I don't know, a, a calendar with, with a particular individual or whatever. Um, uh, sentiment analysis of, often is talked about in the context of, 
of artificial intelligence. So looking at, I don't know, uh, chat logs or uh, Twitter feeds or whatever and identifying whether the people taking part in that conversation are generally positive about something, generally negative about something and so on. Um, image processing, so looking at uh, either static images or, or indeed these days looking at video and recognising, um, you know, is this uh, a cat or is it a dog? Is it a donut or is it something else? Uh, who's, um, what, whose faces are these? So can we recognise individuals' faces, either from video or from, uh, from static images? Um, and then facial recognition. So uh, given that you've recognised that, uh, you know, here's an image of a person, here's an image of a person's face, are they happy? Are they sad? What age group might they fall into? Uh, potentially what race, I suppose, might they fall into? All those kinds of things. So lots of lots of different things going on there that all broadly, I would say, fall under this, the banner of artificial intelligence in one way or another. So there is a danger here in a technology running around looking for a problem. Yeah, so totally. Yeah. Um, and actually, part of the AI office's role, apparently, is to help promote the understanding of AI among businesses and remove barriers to innovation. So obviously, someone thinks it's it's got a lot of potential. Yeah. But, you know, where can we start to see really tangible benefits? Yeah. Well, security. Sir. I mean, I mean, the first thing to say is not not only are there issues around technology looking for a problem, but there's also huge in a lot of this stuff there will be huge privacy concerns going forward so you might look at um you know police analyzing cctv in automated ways security services looking at live or or historical feeds from things and looking for certain kinds of behavior or certain individuals or whatever and i'm not saying any of those things are bad things they clearly potentially have huge benefits to society but they also carry with them kind of big brother overtones and there will be people who rightly have concerns around privacy so any any of these kinds of technologies these modern technologies with the ability to process huge amounts of data in in very novel ways typically carry with them those kinds of privacy concerns but the sorts of things i was talking about this the sort of speech recognition uh, voice generation uh, image recognition, that kind of thing, actually all have, probably have quite practical um, uses in, in when we're thinking about delivery of public services. So uh, an obvious case would be if you live in, a, in an area, uh, you know, in a city where there are uh, lots of people who speak lots of different languages as their first language, for example, then you may want to use some form of natural language processing voice generation as a as a different way of interacting with those people potentially you know you might want to make your services mm. multilingual in some way and in some automated way um, if you work in a uh, a library or or a, a some sort of organization that deals with large amounts of text and wants to make those texts available online you may want some sort of textual analysis kind of service mm -hmm. automated you know something that in the, previously you would just have been able to put up an image online now you can start processing that image scanning it uh, indexing it all those kind of things so as with all these things 
the message is think about what you're trying to do first you know, what do you want to do to make your services better and mm. then see is there a fit here mm. with some aspect of AI that I can now more or less buy off the shelf from the likes of AWS, Google, mm. Microsoft and so yeah. on. I mean, I know sort of looking at the local government space, there's not many examples, to be fair. No, but um, Aylesbury Vale, uh, probably one of the more well-known ones, um, using sort of intelligent personal assistance. Yeah. Um, and they sort of give their reasoning as, as being to compete with customer service at the com in the commercial sector. Yeah. And they said they've increased their response times by over 50% by yeah. working with AI. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's a really tangible And actually, result. that could be both, you know, the direct, uh, direct delivery to citizens, so the citizens interacting with an Alexa in their home, for example. Yeah. It could be some sort of um, uh, use of Alexa within within the face-to-face -face interaction mm. that, that, a, that a member of staff is having with a member of the public or yeah. whatever. It could support it in that way. It could be a chatbot embedded mm. into a web page that does yeah. the initial part of its work and in an automated way and uses mm. that to triage you know what the citizen or the consumer is trying to do and then passes mm. them on to a real person all sorts of scope there yeah. i think well it's, it's those re repeatable things that um that you know so i know i'm um, talking to enfield council some time ago um that they launched a chatbot thing for um planning applications because there's lots of repeatable questions yeah. um, and you can sort of have that machine learning um, I haven't heard much more about it since but um, but I know that they, they were presenting yeah. case studies on it with just a sort of pre-launch phase um, and when you look outside of local government I have heard about um, the education sector being quite excited about um, sort of individualising student um, learning plans um, using these yeah. sorts of technologies yeah. and there there's a good example where you might mix the voice recognition with the natural language processing. So you know who you're talking to because you recognise their voice and then you know what they're, what they're trying to mm. ask for So because you can understand what they're saying and feed that. Yeah, I mean, it, this is still probably reasonably futuristic, but mm. there are certainly services out there that are moving in that kind of direction. So I suppose it's just a matter of um, keeping our eyes open and looking for more of those examples that, that are replicable and, and, and can apply to their own business. I think so. And as always, remember, think about what you're trying to do. Don't think about the technology first. Okay. Bring the technology to the problems. I think that's probably a good point to end yeah. on then. Thanks very sure. much, Andy. Yeah, thanks a lot. Now, just a reminder on Edge 7 who we are. We can help you to move public cloud. And if you're already there, we can help you make the most of it. So we help to build a business case, define a strategy, migrate to the cloud, optimise public cloud use once you're there, and develop digital services using the tools available. For more information on our services, please visit our website or email us on contact at eduserve.org.uk. Thanks very much. For more blogs, reports, videos and podcasts, visit eduserve.org.uk slash insight.